0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've gone through at least three waters. Since I, seen
1: <laughs> I had this and then the other two that you brought me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, wow, we're <laughs> hydrated today.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm well hydrated oh, today. Geez. Oh, jeez. That's funny. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Angel Talk, Reflections of an Ambitious Angel Mom. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am the Executive Director of Raise for Rowan. We are the organization that helps families suffering through the loss of a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. I am joined by, as always, the Ambitious Angel Mom herself. Say hello to the people, Bryn.
1: Hello, everyone. Hi, Philip.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Uh,
0: How are you doing? Are you melting? It's freaking hot outside right now. It
1: is actually so hot. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I do love it, though. You
0: do? I love you're it. A, yeah. you're a, you're a warm weather gal
1: I do like it yeah okay I always tell okay. Cody I want a summer house you know not a summer house I <laughs> okay. want a winter house <laughs> I really in need a Arizona, summer help. in Arizona <laughs> Oh and yeah,
0: he, yeah. he's
1: like oh okay sure yeah.
0: sure yeah Let's, yeah we'll we'll dig into the reserves
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I love it I do love yeah. the heat
0: yeah I am not a heat guy hmm. in, in any stretch of the I mean like I'm a nice this is as hot as I need it yeah this is as hot if it gets hotter than this I'm not good I'm not yeah. I'm, I'm a little cranky. We're actually here today because we had an incredible conversation with a fellow mother who has lost an angel. Her name is Ayana Brown. We are talking about her son Alajuan Brown who had a tr- who whose life was ended tragically in a shooting. Uh, he was from a neighborhood in
1: Skyway, F- which Skyway Which I wasn't familiar with, but I do think it, you know, is near Tacoma area. Yeah.
0: And um, she talked about losing her son when he was 12 years old. Uh, Olajuwon Brown, some folks uh, may recognize the name, although um, it's one of those that unfortunately is a statistic we hear a lot of. It was a story that made the news about 10 years ago. Elijah Brown was walking home Uh. and he was shot by someone who uh, basically mistaked him for a rival gang member. Because he was
1: wearing a blue jacket. Because
0: he was wearing the wrong color was basically was basically the story behind that. A huge amount of of pain uh, mm-hmm. for Ayanna and her family. Elijah one sounded like one of the most delightful twelve year olds I've ever oh, heard he, of in my life.
1: Yeah, I'm so um, thankful that she shared like a little bit of his personality because he had such a giving heart and yes. such a special kid. So. Um, her story is incredible.
0: Yeah, I found myself very emotional, especially at the beginning of talking with Ayana about it because the world just seems to have been deprived of a what would have been a beautiful soul, yeah. like a lovely young man who would have contributed to the world. Um, and now uh, the really kind of hopeful part about it is he is contributing to the world through his mother. Yes. Uh, Ayana started an organization called Olajuwon Hands Foundation. And she basically used the tragic death of Olajuwon to help her community. She started a nonprofit that uh, does community work for everybody within that neighborhood, providing backpacks with school supplies and food and scholarships in case you want to join a team. It's a fantastic organization. We will obviously link up to that organization as we post the podcast we had an opportunity to sit down with Ana as she shared just some beautiful memories of Olajuwon, mm-hmm. Uh shared the motivation behind why she started this organization in particular and why they do what they do. And uh, wait until you hear what this kid was doing yeah. um, before he passed. It was just... Uh, sounded like a guy who was who was going to to really change his neighborhood and potentially you know the world. He was he was doing something that twelve year olds just don't do. Right, it was something pretty cool. We really just want to thank Ayanna for coming on the podcast. One of the things that I really loved about this podcast is that we've talked about this a lot and that is that loss is universal, mm-hmm. and we are not a political podcast by any stretch of the imagination. We're not a political organization by any stretch of the imagination, but one of the things we try to do is be topical in our discussions, and what we have seen over the last couple months uh, is a lot of tragedy and a lot of conversation around different people, people who don't look like us, people who who live in different neighborhoods than each other, and and how we get along more and how we how we help each other more Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: one of the a couple of beautiful moments in this podcast you will notice um where Bryn and Ayana literally have almost the exact same set of feelings and experiences yeah and it really was it doesn't it really wasn't just a perfect indication a perfect example of how you don't grow up in the same neighborhood you don't grow up the same way you you you're just different in every search of imagination but this singular experience brought up almost the exact same feelings for you yeah and
1: And and really a true connection of yeah. yeah those feelings that are universal that as mother to mother i think we both completely understood yeah
0: That was really, to me, that was really one of the more inspirational parts of this podcast. We're not, I'm not going to talk anymore. We're going to lead you into the story of Olajuwon Brown and his mother, Ayana, who started a charity in his name. Here it is. Okay, so we have Ayana Brown on the line. Ayana, thank you for coming on the podcast here on Angel Talk. Thank you for having me, I'm I'm honored to be here. Awesome, so for, for the people at home, where do you live? Because you're obviously not here at the studio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm in the state of Washington. Um, I am, uh, my family and I, my husband and our kids, we are originally from Texas. And we moved here to the Pacific Northwest in 2006. Mm-hmm. We were in the Skyway Renton area. And mm-hmm. then, um, In 2017, my husband and I moved to Puyallup. Okay, but all of the work we do is still um, in Skyway. Skyway is still ground zero
0: for us. Oh, okay, okay. So, uh, so we have you on here because your story is is uniquely connected in a in a in a weird way to Bryn, in that you experienced loss and you used that loss to try and and better the community around you. Um, can you talk a little, share a little bit about the organization that you work for, because you actually have a foundation yourself, who the organization is named after, and share a little bit without going into too crazy detail your story of loss.
2: So the foundation is um, the Elijah One Brown Foundation. Mm-hmm. We DBA as Elijah One's hands.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We basically are continuing what Elijah One started. When he was nine years old, this boy started his own business. Oh, wow.
1: That's impressive.
2: Mowing lawn.
1: Oh. And
2: he um, he took his money and his Campbell Hill Elementary School ID and went to Alaska, USA, opened him up an account and deposited his, his funds in there. For the most part, he was very responsible. Sometimes he would be a kid and buy twenty dollars worth of candies <laughs> and you know yeah, yeah, be yeah. bouncing off the wall. Yeah. But he took his money and he bought his own school supplies. Mm. It's not anything his dad and I told him he had to do. He just he's just he just did it. He's the youngest of our four natural children. So he started doing that one school year not only did he buy his school supplies but he even bought all of his school clothes
0: oh wow it, he
2: left it to where all we had to buy was pants but he bought all of his shirts he bought all of his underwear and socks yeah. Yeah. and um a friend of mine had had blessed him with with some shoes mm. and um and it was so funny because because now it's, it's him buying his own socks and underwear yeah um, his dad took him, you know, took him to the store to pick that up. And he came home and he was like, this stuff is expensive. Now I know why you get mad at me <laughs> oh. when I'm outside in the yeah. front yard with, you know, wearing my socks. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I yeah. want to black your eye for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but he said he wanted to make a difference mm. in his community. Um and so everything, like I said, everything that the foundation does is a continuation of what he does, what he was doing. Wow. So you know how you go to the store and somebody's panhandling and asking for money?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He won't give you his money, but if you tell him you're hungry, my baby feeds you. Wow. Aww. That's awesome. And so, um, so we 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 do that. So because he was trying to make, you know, to make things better for me and his dad by buying his own school supplies. We we give backpacks of school supplies away. You know, because if he did that for us as his mom and dad,
1: mm-hmm. we
2: have to pay it forward to other parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on Thanksgiving Day, my husband and I cook, and it's enough to feed a couple hundred people. Wow. And I'm not talking about top stuffing and instant mashed potatoes, yeah. um, as I shared with you before. Yeah. My disclaimer is: if you're salt-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, this is not a meal for <laughs> you. <a meal>.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's all the good fats. Uh, yeah. yeah, everything. <laughs> Excuse me. And so that's just because that's what he did. He fed people, mm-hmm. and so um, so we feed. And then at one point we don't do this anymore, uh, but at one point we were providing uh, free tutoring. Mm-hmm. And again, because that's what Elijah one did. I have mm-hmm. a um, a friend who um had a math academy. And on Saturday mornings, Elijah one gave up his time and he would go and help my friend tutor. He was actually, he wow. actually became his TA, his teacher assistant. Wow. At eight and years so, old. Uh, at that particular time when Elijah one was doing that, he was 10.
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. Unbelievable. He was 10. He started his business at nine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's what he did. So, so basically it's, it's, you know, like I said, finishing or continuing what he started. He said he wanted to make a difference in his community. So his dad and I feel like as his parents, that's our job mm-hmm. to, to do that. Yeah. I just feel like that as long as I'm alive, I just refuse for Elijah one to be another statistic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I refuse for him to be another Black young man shot and killed on the streets. And yeah, people forget his name and you know, life goes on. I don't I don't want him to be that type of statistic. I want something positive to come from that that tragedy. Yeah. He has to be different from, from everybody else. Yeah. And so for him to um love people the way that he did, we have we have to we have like I said, we have to keep it going and there's so many people that um we didn't know mm-hmm. or that my husband and I personally don't know but they knew our kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, it's amazing mm-hmm. at 10 for crying out loud. Yeah. Can yeah. you can you without with we we don't typically like to go too deep into the the really deep details of 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 your story of loss, but you can can you share a little bit about what happened to Alajowan and why this foundation is even here without Alajowan in the first place?
2: Right, so the boy loved football. If you cut him, he's going to bleed a football. Mm. And um, <laughs> he was already conditioning himself. Now, now, mind you, this is April; football season doesn't start until August. But mm. he had already started conditioning himself for the upcoming football season. Yeah, and um, he had found some football cleats on clearance at Walmart. And he went to Walmart to go and get those cleats. And he was determined that this particular season, he didn't want his dad and I to pay the reinstatement fee. Uh And got on the bus and was on his way home. About three minutes before his bus arrived, there was a shootout in an apartment complex about half a block away between the Bloods and the Crips. Uh So, of course, that's red and blue. One of the Bloods got shot. Uh So... After that altercation, of course, people fled the scene. The guy who killed my baby was sitting in a car at the red light. The bus pulls up. My baby gets off the bus. And he's wearing a blue jacket. Oh, my gosh. And this guy is, you know, he he just left. you know, a gunfight. His friend was shot. He sees my baby in blue. So just to send a general message, he gets out and puts a thirty-eight slug in my baby for wearing
1: a blue jacket.
2: Not for for being a part of anything. Because he watched him get off the bus. He knows Lo had nothing to do with that he he saw which direction he was coming from,
1: and he's a twelve but year old boy
2: twelve year old boy
1: oh my gosh, was his shooter i pray caught and arrested yes, oh thank god
2: he um he is currently serving fifty years without the possibility of parole that was as close to life as they can give him
0: mm-hmm. uh. So now one of the things, I'm going to throw another curveball at you. One of the things that we've actually had a podcast with Bryn about the idea of, because Bryn's story of her loss of Rowan was very public. It was in the news. When I was looking up uh, your story, I also noticed a lot of news links on on what happened to Juan. So there's this element of you now have to go through these feelings in the public eye. There are people who are paying attention to you. And we had a whole podcast on the complications that come with that. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to go through the grieving process when there are people everywhere who know your story and, you know, how, how that helped and maybe how there were moments where you, you felt like that might have gotten in the way of the process. Did you ever feel any of that?
2: At the very beginning, we were devastated because – some of the reports were wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So like there, there are some reports that he was one of the bad people.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm.
2: And as far as we remember, we don't recall ever hearing a correction or recantment of we've reported that wrong. Yeah. And I had to get to the point to where I stopped reading the newspaper articles
0: was that um, something for YouTube, Bryn? Yeah,
1: totally. And yeah. the
2: yeah, and the and the comments
1: mm-hmm.
2: that that the readers would leave. Mm.
1: People can be so mean.
2: Oh my God! Mm-hmm. So at the right about the time that we lost the Lodge one, there was um, a Craigslist murder that happened, and somebody actually commented why are they wasting time reporting this? They should be highlighting real victims like the the Craigslist murders. Yeah. Why yes. does why does this deserve any front news, you know, front page news or right. or, or, you know, airtime. Yeah. Um another one I don't know who, you know, of course, and this is their their alias. But their their alias was anybody but Obama. But this anybody but Obama person said, um, <laughs> "Great, this is a this is we got a two for one. Oh, we got wow. two. <laughs> yeah, we got we got rid of two of them. One of them is dead, and the other one will, you know, if they catch him, he'll be you know he'll be put in jail. So oh what God. what are, what are we complaining about?" So reading stuff like that I had to get away from you know, from the from the media. But at the same time it kept his name out there. It made it hard for him to be forgotten. Yeah. And so yeah. for me that's more of a plus than a than a than a negative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, so our Sissy Sign segment is basically we have a guest come on and we talk about different signs that their angel leaves them or different things that their angel does that remind our families and our mothers and fathers, that they're still around and they're still in their lives. And you and I talked a little bit, I mean, kind of at length, Anna, about a couple of things that that, uh, Olajuwon does for you that are kind of joking. Um, But can you dive into a few of your favorite sissy signs that you get from Olajuwon?
2: So the most recent was actually uh, this year, 2020. You guys, I am an an avid um, Dr. Pepper addict. That's that's <laughs> my that's my addiction, and um, <laughs> I put it in the refrigerator or the freezer. Something. Long story short, no one else was 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 around. My husband was in the bedroom. Kids were gone, and I was in the kitchen cleaning up the kitchen. I just finished wiping down the cabinet and I needed to go use the bathroom. And I was like, yes. And when I I come back out, I'm going to get this Dr. Pepper and I'm going to slam it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I went, used the bathroom, came back, looked in the fridge. My soda is not in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking down, checking all the cabinets, maybe, you know, the, 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 the shelves pulled out the ketchup, and I'm just searching and everywhere. I even got mad and stormed in there in the, in the bedroom and, you know, <laughs> accused my husband of, of <laughs> taking my Dr. Pepper. And he's yeah. just sitting up there looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, look, my soda is not in the fridge and somebody's fixing to die. Cause I can't. find my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I go back in the kitchen. The Dr. Pepper is sitting on
0: the sink yeah yeah he played a joke on you
2: <laughs> oh my god my soda
0: that's awesome and
2: i'm like boy if you wasn't there already i'd kill you <laughs>
1: and you knew yeah, like did yeah. you know without a doubt that was him i knew yeah, yeah yeah That i feel like that's when you really like they almost reassure you like yeah hey it's me
0: yeah and yeah you, you just cool. feel it
1: in your heart i guess like so,
0: that is yeah. funny. So was Elijah? So was Olajuwon a jokester? He was. He, oh, he, yeah. My God,
2: yes, he was. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, so one of the things that you and I talked about before, and something that I knew about you when I first met you, was that you actually have a granddaughter who lives with you currently, and uh, she's fairly young. Um, can you talk a little bit about? How you talk to younger children about grief and loss, because I find that a lot of our families who have lost angels don't just have one uh, child in their family. They have multiple and they have to turn around in their own grief Mm -hmm. to try and speak to a younger child who may not understand and may not comprehend exactly what's going on around them and how you were able to do that with these feelings that you had yourself. Can you can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Okay, so my my granddaughter is actually my granddaughter and my grandson. Um, they are four months apart. Both of them knew Uncle Elijah one, but they were just a little over a year old mm. when he he passed away, and so they have they they did end up with with a bond um, with him and what I do is I just share a lot of of stories about, about him. I I tell them, you know, the good and the bad. And um, we laugh a lot and I tell them about things that he used to do um, with them. They, they know who he is. There's, uh, there's actually a picture that um, was taken Four days before he passed away, and it's him holding both of them at the same time. Oh. He's got one on one hip and one on the other. Oh, wow. I love that. But prior prior to that, his siblings—they were you know teenagers yeah. at at the time. We failed miserably. Huh.
0: I'm sure um, that's not true. We
2: because we were so grief stricken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I just recently. Realized that they are the forgotten victims,
0: yeah Aww. yeah
2: they're they're the forgotten survivors, even when people are asking, How are you doing? They focus on me as the mom mm-hmm. No very little attention is is given to surviving siblings. Or even fathers.
1: I agree, one hundred percent. I always,
2: yeah, yeah. I, you know, I had to tell people all the time. You know, when they when they ask me, "Well, how, how are you doing?" and you're such a strong mom. Well, first first of all, I didn't get a large one by myself. I had help with that. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's got a dad. Yeah, and he's hurting as much as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think my my advice would be. To make sure that they're okay, yeah. if they need help, get them that help we We didn't know to do that at 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 that time, yeah. you know, like I said we were it it and then even for me just just for me, I was in denial, I know what I saw i know i i i know I saw my baby man under the under that sheet I, I I saw him laying in his casket. Yeah. I watched them lure the casket into the ground. He has not, you know, put his key in the front door. He's not answering any of my phone calls. I know all of that. But this is just some sadistic trick. Somebody is holding my baby hostage and making him go along with this.
1: Yeah. Um It doesn't feel very
2: and, and I'm being pumped. Yeah. yeah. I kept waiting for Ashton Kircher and the and the <laughs> news crew. Yeah. To pop out any yeah. any minute now. And so um so I was in denial. Mm-hmm. And so for the first year to the day, from April twenty ninth, twenty ten to April twenty ninth, twenty eleven, I was not able to say that Elijah One died. Wow. Yeah. Every every time I would refer to his death That was the day that he left. Yeah, because death is permanent, right? Yeah. Um, Somebody leaving, they can they can come back, and and remember, I'm I'm not accepting that he's that he's really gone. Yeah. And so um, I couldn't. And then even then, when I was finally able to say that he died, I still wouldn't believe it. I was just saying it because that's what the rest of y'all was saying, and I was tired yeah. of correcting y'all. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I just I just got to the point that I started, you know, agreeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it you know, just but I still didn't still didn't believe it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just because it's it's unnatural. When you just say along with me here. If you kill somebody, what, what's it called?
0: It's a murder. murder. Kill yourself, what's it called? Suicide. Lose your spouse. What do you become? A widow.
1: I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where you're going. What do
2: they call you when you lose a baby? They
1: there's, don't no word. A word it, there's no word
2: for. There is no word. It is so unnatural yeah. that it doesn't even have a name.
1: Right. I think that's why grief over the loss of a child is typically so much longer than the loss of a spouse or you know another relative or family member I think typically you hear stories that you know the grief of a child is never done like you my great-grandmother she passed away when she was 98 years old and I didn't know this till I was an adult myself but she had lost a child you know when she was really young somebody that I'd never met and on her On her last dying days, my my mom was visiting her in the hospital and she said she was still to that day at a 98-year-old woman was so excited to go to heaven to be with her baby that she lost like, you know, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think as a mother and a father and a parent to, you know, a child that passes, you will never, you will never forget that loss. You know, that grief will be with you till we go to be with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So we don't, we don't. Always just love to talk about uh, just the loss. We really like to talk about how people are able to take that loss and turn it into something really beautiful. We've already hit on a ton of what Elijah One's Hands Foundation does and even a little bit about how it started. But can you go into specifics about what inspired you to go from, hey, this is an idea to this is exactly what we want to do in Elijah One's name? What made you think of starting a nonprofit in his name?
2: it was genuinely and simply doing what he said he wanted. We felt it was our obligation as his parents to do what he said he wanted to do. He said he wanted to make a difference in his community and he started it and we just picked up where where he left off at. Mm-hmm. We we just con- we just continued, you know, this the service. And again, it's it's me wanted to make sure that his impression is felt, mm. and then that's how that's how I keep him alive.
0: I have to tell you, Brian, you too, and, and for real, I know I've said this to you before. I, stunning it is because because I, in my right mind, without the anvil and anchor of grief wrapped around wrapped around me, could not see myself starting a nonprofit. The fact that you you guys were able to both go through the friggin' paperwork even of starting a nonprofit uh, and see that those goals through to the end with the added sort of heaviness of like grief on top of you, it's unbelievable. I have to tell you guys, it's <laughs> really unbelievable because I couldn't do it regularly. And you guys you guys nailed it with that in there. I just have to tell you, it's really unbelievable. Thanks, Phil. Yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well,
2: for me, we I, I started the research, got on the Department of you know Revenue and mm-hmm. the Secretary of State and the the RS and you know registered the name, registered the the, the DBA, yeah. got my EIN number, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. and announced that we wanted to start a foundation. And the news happened to be there, yeah. and it got reported. And there was a gentleman, Bruce Holiday. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to me and he said, I see there is a, um, a foundation and I want to support, have you completed, you know, get in your, your nonprofit status yet? And if, if not, I want to help you wow. do that. Mm-hmm. And so he did. Wow. Cool. You he helped, helped bring it across the finish with line. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah we i'm 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 one of those people that I work in the middle of the night it's like when the, when the house is quiet everybody mm-hmm. is sleeping and um at that particular time I was a school bus driver and I remember taking my laptop with me and I had a field trip to the woodland park zoo and while those kids and the teachers were in the woodland park zoo I am sitting on my bus with my laptop um pulling this paperwork and yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's time-consuming. Yeah.
1: It is, mm-hmm. it is.
2: But I was, I was, I had laser beam vision, though. You know that this, this had to be done. Like this was, this was. There was no way that this wasn't going. Yeah, to yeah. To,
0: Bryn. So good for you, Bryn. For you, was it the same way? Did you find yourself once you made the decision you were going to do it, regardless of of, of how? Yeah. It? Yeah,
1: because I worked still as well, and then you, you know, once you get into starting a nonprofit, it kind of turns into a full time job real quick yeah. without getting paid. Yeah. And um, but I, you know, I had a lot of help too, but I had a good little support system around me that would help me. But yeah, it's like kind of the same thing. You laser beam focus on that's what you want to do, and um, we picked our mission right away, and I just knew that that's what I wanted to do to carry on my daughter's. You know, yeah. legacy as well, and give back to our community and help the way that I felt people were helping me in my time of need. And I think, yeah, when you know it's right and you will make it a priority to make it happen. Yeah. So I, yes. I can connect with you on that. Like it's so much work, but you'll find the time to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what's incredible about it to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Can you tell our listeners how to find out um, more about your nonprofit, where they can find your information?
2: Yes. It is a larger one hands.com a l a j a w a n s plural the word hands.com so a lot ones hands.com
0: um so we've shared a lot you do you do the you do the bags for for the for the young kids going back to school you. You. Sounds like you do something around Thanksgiving for folks who who, uh, who yes. are looking for for food. Uh, can you talk? Are there any other things that Elijah Wan's Hands Foundations do for the community?
2: Again, there is the the scholarship. Oh pieces. yeah,
0: the scholarships. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Me personally, um, my heart here lately has been more towards other moms. Like I just I just want to be next to them because I remember what it was like being. Surrounded by people trying to imagine how mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. and to me it's important for them to have somebody standing next to them who actually knows and so i'll I'll you know make myself like i've I've actually shown up to crime scenes, didn't know the victim, don't you know know nothing about them
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I'm there specifically looking for the mom
0: wow, oh wow,
2: and so i'll you know I'll leave you know my phone number for her to to call me if she you know she needs. And so some moms do call me, mm-hmm. and you know some don't, and that's that's understandable because we we all process our losses differently. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm even going to be transparent and say here we are ten years later. Um, Elijah's room is still the way he left it. That's how I I I deal with it, yeah. you that's, know. Yeah. And then just depending on how I'm feeling, sometimes that's my twelve year old baby, yeah. and sometimes that's now my now twenty three year old. Yeah. Grown man, yeah. So he just yeah. he just turned twenty three on the eighth of this month. Yeah. So sometimes he's a grown man. Sometimes he's he's twelve.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But at either age, still my baby.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's end on this. You you gave a little bit of advice before, uh, but do you have any other advice for for parents who are going through uh, this process? As you and Bryn both kind of went through something that was sudden didn't have an opportunity to be able to process it or even really frankly say goodbye. Do you have advice for those parents who are going through something like that?
2: Lean on each other. Even if you don't know how to, I hear people all you know, I've talked um, to other couples and, um, and just people in general. And they say how typically losing a child destroys a marriage and to be honest there is no way besides my faith in god and you know and 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 god get me through this there's no way i would have survived this without my husband
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
2: so i i just i just implore you Mm -hmm. lean on each other if you need if you need the grief counseling you know find someone that you can trust yeah it doesn't make you weak it doesn't diminish who you are. Yeah. It takes a strong person to actually decide to do that. Yeah. But definitely talk to and support each other.
0: Yeah. Well, Ayana, thank you so much for coming. This was a lovely conversation and we are really really happy to be able to learn about Elijah share who he is
2: mm-hmm.
0: and share the story of yet another person who is doing really inspirational things in the face well, thank you. Of, of loss. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
2: Yes, thank I you appreciate so much. you for having me. Thank you too. Right. Um, I'm sorry that we met under these, under these, these circumstances. And right. I really hope that I said something that would, um, you know, that would be helpful to somebody, you know, listening. I, ho- I hope I said something.
0: Absolutely. Well, you totally I think did. you did. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for, for just being vulnerable. And I know it's not, uh, easy thing to talk about and share your pain but it's so comforting at the same time to know that you know others maybe going through something similar are not alone you know mhm so yeah okay. i i really thank you for sharing your story
2: very cool thank you for allowing me to and want to hear it yeah
0: All right, so that was our interview with Ayanna Brown, uh, the mother of Olajuwon Brown and the founder of Olajuwon Hands Foundation. A fantastic interview, super deep. I really just, I could not believe that this kid at that age was 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 buying folks who needed food. Food was... I know. Was,
1: I? It's unbelievable, really. Yeah, was, I, I mean, I have a son myself, and I know Philip as well. Like, I can't necessarily say my son would do the same so i'm really (laughs) really um blown away with how giving and what a big heart he had yeah
0: yeah, and, and just how just how lovely of a young man he, he seemed like. Also, uh I loved her sissy signs. The whole mm-hmm. like he messes around with her. Yeah. I think that's pretty delightful. It and, is
1: funny to hear different versions. Yeah. Like that's a funny experience.
0: Yeah, yeah he's messing with her and yeah. stuff like that. I really I really love that. I definitely invite folks who uh, wanna learn more about her foundation and what it does. She left the website. We'll leave a link in our description as well. But we really just want to thank Ayanna for coming on and providing such a beautiful story Mm -hmm. about Juan and her loss and how it turned into something really incredible that I think um, is leaving a legacy that Juan would be proud of. Yes. So we really want to thank you for coming on. We want to close by giving you some updates on uh, some of the events that are coming up. So as most of you know, September 11th is our RFR Endowment Golf Tournament. Uh, We've done this now for three years. This is the fourth year we'll be doing it. We are fingers crossing that we're going to be able to have this bad boy. We're going to be able to do it together. Keep it together. Let's keep it together. We'll have almost everything that we typically have, although we probably will not be serving any dinner there because we want to make sure we stick to the guidelines. But we're hoping that by then, we're going to all be able to still get together Mm -hmm. uh, in one place and do our very first in-person event of the year. Yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, on September 11th, I will also let you know that we have, it was perfect to kind of have Anna on to talk about this a little bit because she has a little bit of a scholarship when it comes to Olajuwon. His scholarship, of course, is for folks who are trying to get their kids to be in different leagues and different sports, Mm -hmm. but we also have a scholarship of sorts, the Morgan Cope Scholarship. We are going to be doing something special for Morgan Cope here uh, as the summer ends. It's kind of the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the perfect time because kids typically go to school, although Though we're not sure about that yet. <laughs> so we will be having something for that and look out for that as well. Again, I want to thank Anna for coming on.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah,
0: it was really deep. And I, I want to thank Bryn for for going along the ride and actually sharing as well. It was pretty cool. We're trying as hard as we can to bring humanity to this conversation that I think right now, frankly, might be lacking a little bit of it. So yeah. uh, we hope to be able to do that for you in these, in these couple sets of podcasts and uh, have a good week. Great.